Okay. <clears throat> yeah, wait, I want to re go back a little bit. We spoke last week because uh, this Torah is a very practical, profound piece. Nachman over here explains that every person sends him hints continuously to get close to Hashem. He never gives up. He never gives up on us. That's one of the great things. You know, sometimes we give up on each other. The Bunch will never give us up. And he, and he began to explain that a person should always realize when he's living in this world, there's a whole nother world. This is a traveling through this world, and we're going to have Mir Tushem. You will live long, healthy, but there is another world. And I explained last week, just briefly, he says when a person is focused, knowing there's another world, then you do a much, much, a person is much focused, does a much better job. If a person knows what they're supposed to be doing, it helps them enormously to be focused. The person knows that his time is, you know, we're not going to live here forever. So, you, you know, you look at yourself, it's another year, and you got to do this, we got to accomplish this. So what, what, what he's saying is that, uh, uh, this is how we began, I just want to go briefly over, he's saying that a person should always think to himself, that is, I, you know, we eat, and we, we sleep, and we keep Shabbos, and there's another day today, whatever you're going to do, there is a whole world we're connected to. It's not just here. Every day you should try to remember. We are literally connected to Hashem. What we do over here is the whole world and has effect. But more so to remember that a person is not going to be here forever. That's very difficult because the nature of a person is that we never going to die. And not only are we never going to die, you never get old. Only certain people get old. I'm going to stay if I'm 30, I'll stay another 30 years 30. And if I'm 20, another 20 years 20. And, you know, it doesn't even dawn upon us that one day you'll be, you'll be an old person walking with a cane. No, not me. I mean, you know, it doesn't enter our mind. And there's a reason for this, because other militia really was created to live forever. But the more a person realizes there's another world, and this is just a traveling, he lives a much better life. I explained it last week, and I just want to reiterate the small thing what he's going to explain over here. And every person has a different road. Very, very important. There's no two people who travel to life as the same thing. No two. You could be twin brothers. I always say I have a twin brother. We live a different life than each other. They could be sisters. You could be grown up in the same house. It's a, every person. It's such a different world, the way you make up, the way you emotionally, physically, uh, intellectually, where you grew up, who your parents are, who your spouse is, who your children, who your neighbor, everyone has a great influence. So we are custom made by Hashem. It's not just, you know, we were, you know, here, and, you know, it's like people think that the Bani Shalom said, 
I, I need a bunch of seeds. I need a bunch of wheat. And they just throw wheat in the ground. I need a bunch of humans. And the humans, no, 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 no. Every one of us is custom, custom made. Not only custom made, but everything that happens to every one of us is custom, custom, custom. What you need, what you need to hear, who you need to meet, who you don't need to meet, who you're going to marry. So, uh, yes, to, you could be married and you have total different experiences. Well, if you're married a long time, you notice that something that bothers you doesn't bother your husband. Your husband says, why are you getting upset? And something that bothers your husband, you don't know why you get upset. Happens to the best of couples. So, you know, and sometimes, you know, birth hurt, and one of you is, the next day forgot about it. The other one says, ah, it's still in my mind fresh. We are, no matter how, how lucky a person is that he's got a great spouse and the Shalom bias is great, there's still different experiences. What you experience, your husband doesn't experience. You can identify, you could feel a little bit, you can understand, but it's a whole different, different world. Now, then he goes to say a very important thing, and I want to explain this because so many people ask this, that Rabbi Shalom sends signs to all of us. You know, people have asked me, you know, this week, you know, especially last night and last week, and, you know, sometimes things happen to us, and we try to figure out. It's not easy to figure out why things happen to us. Sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. We have to try in life to learn from our experiences and know that this is a way that Hashem wants us to get closer. Sometimes, sometimes you see clearly Hashem is really helping you, really not a normal way. Sometimes you see something is not going good in a not a normal way. That's not just typical things. All things are this, is to hint us to get closer to Hashem. See, our goal in this world we didn't come down to this world, you know, to eat and sleep and drink and watch the Super Bowl. That's not what the, you know. We came here for a much, much more profound thing we came to this world. We came here to the end of our road. We should get, get the Oilem Haba, get the next world and to be in the right place. And it's a, it's a travel. It's a, sometimes it could be life very difficult. Sometimes it could be easy. Every person who's lived a long life will tell you there were years that were great and there were years I don't know how I was going to manage. And sometimes things, we have our ups and downs in life. But every time that something happens to a person, there is a reason and always a reason, underlying reason the Bodhi Shalom sends us this is to get closer to him. Now we can't always say, you know, people always ask me, is it because I did this and this happened to me? We have to be a novi, novi to know. But as a general underlying thing, everything that happens to us is to make us closer to Hashem. And Hashem, just to explain this in a very in a clear way, you know, Hashem could have created us without needing panasa. You know, we worry about making a living. You know, the Gemara says a very interesting thing. I never, the Gemara says, I never saw a lion worrying for his panasa. Nor did I see a sheep worrying for his livelihood. The lion lays down, he's full, he sits there. You ever notice a house cat, he's worried about he's going to eat tomorrow? I don't think even dogs worry. We have this incredible on our head and our shoulders. And no matter how much money you make, it's on us 
we got to make a living. And I, you know, hope we're not going to be hungry and hope we're not going to be homeless and hope not, who knows what. It is a huge burden. The Rebbeinu Shem could have made us like, like the animals. Not to worry about it. And the Rebbeinu Shem could have made it, we shouldn't need such a comfortable bed. We shouldn't have to, you know, your animals, they just lay down. You know, I, you, you know, people buy for the house pets to buy comfortable thing. Guy told me, my dog, no matter what we buy for him, he lays down on the floor. No, no, it doesn't help. We need, who knows what, to, to, to lay down on. Everything we need is done with ultimate wisdom. Start from what we eat till we, you know, till we get the food done from the wheat until we get our matches done to lay down and our shirt and our jacket and forget about dating. We humans date, you know, animals don't have the problem. You know, like we, till we make a shidduch, is a kriyas yamsev. You know, why did the Rebbeinu make this? He could have made it simple. So much simple. And the reason, the main, main reason is done. There's a, a obvious a Kabbalah reason, a very deep Kabbalistic reason, but the main reason is we should turn to Hashem. An animal doesn't turn to Hashem. He has food, not, not. He just lays down and goes hungry. He doesn't. We, the Rebbeinu wanted us to turn to Hashem. And we should daven to Hashem. So we should daven for our health, for our panosa, for our, for our spouse and for the children. That's our connection. So Hashem continuously wants that connection. We should be connected to Him. Now, and, and I want to say something very important that I notice people don't realize. That Hashem wants to do for you the right thing and more than you want it for yourself. That's your davening for Panasa. Your income, maybe should help you, should have a line. The Rebbe wants you to make a livelihood endlessly more than you want. You know, try to imagine this. A child came distant from his parents. It happens. Okay, you know, moved away and he doesn't call. And he's an adult and the father's thinking or the mother's thinking, when is he going to call me just to go out for a cup of coffee? The child, you know, children, I don't think about the parents as much as we think about our children. In Baruch Hashem, I still have a mother. That's how the reality is. We look at our children more than we look at our parents. That's how nature is. And, and the father, mother think, when? Finally gets his phone call and the son says, you know, Dad, can we go for a Starbucks coffee? Of course. He doesn't want to make, doesn't want to plot to say, now I'm waiting for a whole year you should call me, we should get together. The Rebbeinu Shalom Hashem is a, a million times more than he was waiting. He wants so much to do the best thing for us. So all, don't ever feel you're nudnik. People tell me, I daven to Hashem, I talk to Hashem, I, here I come nudging. It's, a, it's amazing. From people, from humans to humans, we don't mind being nudnik. We love, you know. <laughs> but when it comes to Hashem, I, I don't want to bother him. Hashem says to you, bother me. Be a nudnik. I'm negative, never get tired. You know, your good friend, the good spouse could get, you know, after a while, and quetch and quetch, you know, gets tiring. But the Hashem says to us, you could daven and I'm waiting. Sometimes we have to daven a lot more for reasons. Another time we'll explain. But Hashem is always listening because this is how He made us, He wants us to be connected. And the more he listens, when a person asks for spirituality, 
person asks that he should grow spiritual, that his children should be religious, and his house should be a more religious home, and should be closer to Hashem. Anything that way, the Rebbe Shalom is, this is what he has from this world. You have to remember, the Rebbe Shalom has endless creatures in the, in the world, probably in the universe. I'm, you know, people are busy asking me, is there life on another planet? Maybe there is. What do I know? But, but Hashem really has some us, really the most, that we recognize Him. You know, if, if it's, you know, I, I tell people the reason why people like to have dogs, a dog recognizes the master. A snake, pet, a snake doesn't recognize. You know, it doesn't know who it is, doesn't care who it is. And people like a dog, people, people are much closer to your friends who acknowledge you, recognizes you, you know, validates you. The Rebbein is much closer to us because this is how he made the world. He wants us to be close to him. He wants to, we should acknowledge him, we should validate him, live with him. So whenever we ask Hashem, that's why he made it this way. But the Rebbein I want to go back, sends to every person in their situation what they, you know, need exactly. And through what the needs, through your panasa, through your children, through your neighbors, through a leak in the roof. You know, after, you know, someone was complaining to me yesterday. He doesn't know, he just had his roof down. There's a leak again. It's just annoying. But, you know, for every person, the Rebbein knows what to send. What, what exactly, and then each person for their situation should get close to Hashem. Now, he says, and if you look in, in number three, he's going to explain something now very, very important. The, you know, the, there is such a concept as a person should understand that not to be excessive in the mundane things. Person should be happy what they have. You know, there's a famous saying, if you're happy what you have, you have what you have. If you're not happy what you have, you don't have what you have. I'm sure you heard this. If you're really happy what you have, you know, you, a person could have and living in a mansion but he's thinking about ready, you know, I need a bigger one because I, you know, my partner, this one has a big one. He's not even enjoying it. There are many people who don't even enjoy their own children. They're always busy, you know, you know, you, your friend behaves better, gets a better mark. You know, this is, I tell my children, you're mine, finished. You know what I mean? You have to, yeah, you know, your children, are, this is, is a, it's called the stopkus. You should be happy what you have. Because there is no, if a person doesn't have this power of a stopkus happiness, you know, then you'll never be happy. So no matter, you know, how little you have, whatever you have, the children that you have, this is what you have, and this is what Hashem blessed you, and you should be happy. Because, you know, there is no end. This world, the Gashmi's the world, the Gemara calls it like salt water. That means there is no end. You, you know, drink salt water, you get thirsty. You just get thirsty and just... The Mishnah says a person has a, a, a $100,000, now he wants two. He has $200,000, now he wants four. He doubled it. You know, you, you ask a person, I always tell this to people in public, if the boss will double your income, you say, I'll be very happy. 
The next time you say, one more time he'll double it, then I'll really be happy. It's like we always want more. And, and that drives people into gloom and to work hard and, and not to be happy and not to be, you, the person has to have it's called the stopkus be happy this is what Hashem gave me this is what I have this is what I'm going to live with this is what I you know and see the biggest problem is that there's a special Yetzirah called the grass and the other side is greener you know you always think that probably they have it better. They have a nicer home and a nicer spouse and a nicer children and a nicer this and, you know, the truth is you never, never, never know what goes on behind the curtains. Never, never. But it doesn't make a difference. You do know, you don't know. A person has to focus on their own. And when you focus and you're happy with what you have, you enjoy what you have. It's an unfortunate that you humans have like this incredible need to you know, you know to feel competitive. I, I have this and I do have this. Just if a person could sit down and have a stopkus to be happy where they have, they'll be so much happier. You know, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're not gonna have headaches. It doesn't mean that you're gonna worry about your livelihood. But the drive that I watch sometimes people that they gotta earn more and this because of this, that is the lack which really pulls away a person from Hashem. And he says, <clears throat> he brings down a pasuk, and from the Zoe, the Zoe says, Ma'aras Hashem the base Russia. Zoe says a very interesting thing. You take the word me'oirois and you take out the vava middle, it becomes like a curse. Ma'ara. Me'oirois means the light. Mem, alavuv, reishvuv, tov is the light. Me'oirois. The Zoe says you take out the vav, but happen becomes maras is a curse. Because if a person is happy, the very profound Zoe, if a person is happy, but he has a light shines. You know, I usually joke about it. You could tell a newlywed, first year maybe, and afterwards, all of a sudden, they become unhappy. I'm not saying because of the marriage or who knows what. When there's, hap- when there's happiness and contentness, if you're good, there's a light. And when a person's always busy, he's not enough, this is not enough, there's a vav falls away from it and becomes ma'aras, it's a curse. The want and the desire becomes a curse. You know, I, I once taught someone who's very wealthy, and he was, got himself involved in a deal which was crazy. And I, I asked him, why did you do it? You know, this is a person who could live on the interest, and, or just in the, putting the money in the bank and from the interest. Didn't have to worry about the rest of his life. But you know, you always want more, and he got himself in a difficult situation, and it was gonna be a lawsuit, maybe a criminal charge, a terrible situation. That's the curse of more, 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 I'm not happy. So he says, the, the quicker a person makes them some happy what they have, there's a light shining in there, in themselves, in your house, in yourself, and in your spouse, and in the children. The happiness, just to, this is what we have, and we should be happy with what we have. He brings the pasik, you know, it says, the better menushum terser, the belly of the wicked is always wanting. See the three lines from the bottom. It's a pasig in, in page 461. It's a pasig in, in, in Mishle. 
You see, the stomach of a wicked is always wanting. That means, see, you never, you, you, you get up in the morning and there's another want more, and I want more. It's never happiness yet, never contentness. So this, this is a great, great unfortunate thing, and humans are prone to this. This is our challenge. You know, I always tell people, we are born selfish. It takes to become an adult and mature to unselfish yourself. We, we you know, we, it's almost, you know, tell a child is self-centered. Of course, we were all self-centered. We all think about ourselves. That's human nature. We have to undo it. A person is not grateful. Who in the world was born grateful? I always joke about it. When was the last time your child tells you, Ma, can I please have dinner? And finish your dinner, Ma, thank you so much. If that would make history, your child would tell you, you know, Ma, I really appreciate We are born selfish, we are born ungrateful, and we are born to quetch. And another thing we are born, that we are not happy, what we have. And these are things you always have to continuously work on yourself. You have to work on yourself to be grateful. You have to work on yourself to not to quetch. And you have to work yourself to appreciate what you have. It doesn't come by itself. No one became non-selfish. They realize as life goes on, the children grow up and they become teenagers. They make friends and they go out and they see like, who is a good friend? What is a good friendship? I could share. I'm not going to think about myself all the time. And again, you know, you learn. Sometimes children are wise and grew up in a home where they were able to encourage you more. But we have to, the same thing, we have to develop, he says, the power to be happy what we have. Not to walk around like the, the words of the, the, of, of, of the belly of a wicked is always wanting. I mean, the, the selfishness is always wanting and never to be happy. To just to sit down and thank Hashem. I always tell people, and I encourage this all the time, that that's for Shabbos, you should sit down and cherish your home, and cherish your spouse and your children, people you're with. You know, a whole week, you will have excuse for running around, but once a week, Shabbos, this was made, to develop, to be happy what you have. You know, he says, and, then he goes on and he explains that one of the ways to develop this, the, 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 he says, <clears throat> see, this, so let me explain this in a different way. There's mitzvahs in the Torah that Hashem gave us that helps us to move on in certain things. And he explains, even sleeping itself, which is not a mitzvah, that it's a, it's a physical, incredible need. A person needs to sleep, must sleep, has to sleep. But if a person does lays down and he says, I'm laying down because I have to rest, because I have to wake up and tomorrow and it's another challenge. If you put a little Hashem Shemaim into this, automatically your mind will think about there's another world. In the Zoya it says a very, very interesting thing the Zoya says. The Zoya says that every time you go to sleep, your neshama goes up, part of it stays here, your soul goes up, and travels through the realm of spirituality. I don't know how you say it in English, but the oil shumis, and there's the oil shumayim. That's why sometimes you have dreams that are very accurate. If 
you if you pay attention to your dream. Sometimes you have dreams that it's, sometimes you have dreams just as a bunch of silliness. But very often people could take dreams. Like I had a neighbor, he, was a, he, he used to do mural painting on the walls. He was barely religious. And he told me a frightening story, he has no explanation. A lady called him up to paint on, a, on, a, on the wall, you know, certain type of paintings he does. This is, this is a, now he's a painter, he's an artist, and you know, he's sloppy, you can imagine. He's one of the real artists. Tells me that he was called to this lady's house, and I told the lady, I'm gonna go into your house, I'll show you which wall you want me to paint. Oh, it's a huge mansion, there's no way. He said, let me show it to you. And he walked upstairs, and it's a big house, he walked into the room and says, this is the wall. And she says, how did you know? He says, I dreamt about it last night. So he asked me, what does that mean? There's nothing, there's no profound everything. He did his painting and finished. And it wasn't like he saw, buy the lottery and pick these numbers. You know, or, you know, date this girl. He was a single guy, don't date this girl. It's a simple thing. I explained to him, this, the concept is, with the Zoe says, your soul leaves you. Sometimes you have to do something, and ahead of time, you see it in the Shemai, you, if you pay attention to your dreams, what, you, what, you, what you're gonna do, and what you should do, and sometimes it, they, dreams can be very, very also self-destructive, you have to be careful. But the Neshama leaves you and goes to Shemai. And if you lay down, and you say, Krishna Lamita, and you say the right things when you lay down, when you go to sleep, your soul will automatically be tuned in, there's another world. Not only, sometimes you can't think about it, but if you do the right thing, you'll all of a sudden realize there's another world and I have to be focused. So I'm not saying, even though sometimes we cannot do it all the time, but going to sleep there is, connects you to the next world. Because sleep is, your soul leaves you and goes to the next world. Doesn't leave you totally, at least part of you with you, but that's really what happens, and you go to the next world. I don't want to go into the dreams now, but I know this is a hot topic people always ask me, but I'm just focusing on, um, it happened. The same thing he says, tzitzes, film helps, and explains total learning helps a person to develop a self happiness with yourself. The Torah has the power, he explains. To be just be happy. Any toy that you learn helps a person to have a stop kusanefish, it's called. To be, not to be so hungry and I want everything in the world and I want to just Hashem. And I, as, a, as a rabbi for many, many years, I watched the people come to learn every day, have a certain, do get after why such a self happiness accomplishments. I watch this all the time. The people learn every day, have this, like, you know, they're happy with themselves, and it could be the same two friends. He goes to learn every day, he doesn't go to learn every day. The Torah gives a person an inner satisfaction not to always be busy, want, 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 want. You know, I, children were youngest, I lately I don't do the shopping with them, they do it themselves already. And I used to go to tell them, okay, we're going shopping to Ralph's. Let's see what we put into the basket. Ninety things of the thing we put into the basket is not what we need, is what we want. We want soda, we want ketchup, we want mustard, we want... Uh, the, the. What we need is bread, pasta, 
very few items do you really, really need? You know, maybe some, uh, some fish, but 90% of the things you buy is not what you really need, it's what I want. I, of course, we use the word needing because if I say I want, it doesn't sound good. We need, we're running out of soda. We need soda. You need soda, you want soda. We are always like, always want more and more. To develop, stop because Rav says, Torah has this. Because Torah is called Etz Chaim. And it has a power to help a person to be satisfied with themselves. Now he explains that this is important. It's also very important, he explains over here, that a person should always sometimes people have such a desire, they're not even happy when they learn. They're not even happy when they do the mitzvahs. You know, your person could go out and do a mitzvah, any mitzvah, help people put on film. It doesn't make a difference, help people learn. But this unhappiness, it's not enough, I didn't do enough, there are people driven this way. Person has to learn. It's something that we all learn. We all have this when we're young. You know, you ask a young teenager, and he said, by the age of 30, I'm going to have $10 million or $10 billion. I, I, you know, you, if you ask any person the age they are, you, 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 you would tell yourself, I thought by this age, my life was going to be totally different. Never ask, you ask yourself the question now. You said, by this age, <laughs> my life would have been so much different. Because we always want more and, and think about more. Instead of thinking, I should, I should be happy with what I have, happy with the mitzvahs that I do. It's very, very, very important. You know, I, I'm, I want you to hear this on and on because when a person is truly happy with what they have, then they have what they have. And if you're not happy with what you have, you don't even have what you have. The same thing with learning Torah. If you're happy with what you're learning the Torah, you have the Torah with you. You're happy... You have, you could, a person could be happy with the spouse, and no spouse is perfect. But this is mine, and this is what Hashem gave me, and this is, I'm going to build, build on this. No one is perfect. Everything is this way. Then he says a very, 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 very profound thing. You know, every person has, I'm sure you're familiar with this, has a nefesh, a ruach, and a neshama. We have a soul. Soul is made up of many parts, not just, you know, just uh, there's an animistic part, and there's the ruach, and there's the soul. It's made of different. Every person, when he comes down to this world, Hashem, as I said, you're custom made, and certain things you have to get in, in touch with. Like who you married. You know, I'm sure all of you who are married know you plan to get married soon. Thing, of course, I'm going to decide who you marry. You know, I'm dating. It's my. I always tell people, you know, dated. The medrash says, in one opinion, a thousand wives. One opinion less, one opinion more. But it's just a whole year. Every night, he had another lady with him. Ask Achashvedo at the end of the day, who did you choose? I mean, who did I choose? I had a list. I compared. This is what I like. This, this is what I don't like. He chose the one Hashem told him to choose. He chose. Um, Esther, because that was meant to be. But you ask, what do you mean? I chose, <laughs> I had a long list, and I had a list who I chose, and this, and this didn't fit the list, and this didn't fit the list, this is better, this is worse. Ah, you know, the Rebish made it this way, but you chose exactly what's best for you. This happens in life, you choose exactly what's best for you, even though you think you chose it, but uh, Shem put it into your, 
The truth is this happens to everything in life. If you choose the furniture, the furniture that comes to your house is connected to you. And he explains, Rabbi Nachman is based on the Zoe, the certain sparks, and the sparks certain has, the sparks that it has is connected to your soul. It's called the Nitzoitzis. That sparks really connect to you are this way. That's why, you know, every person has likes and dislikes, and every person has a different taste. You know, I always say, I have eight daughters, can I not? And everyone has their taste how they dress and how they want the house to be run. And, you know, the, this is what they want. Every person ha- is a whole different world. And the reason it is because certain things have to come to you. And even the furniture or the apartment that you live in, and even the car that you drive in, and even the people do you get connected, there's a reason why all these things happen. Sometimes if you pay attention, you'll be awed how, how, how you met, how you met this person. You know, sometimes out of the blue, out of, out of nowhere. You know, I met someone this Friday and I haven't seen it 25 years. And uh, you know, like, uh, this is strange. And uh, you know, we're living here and it's just, you, you just thought about calling me and just bumped into me. I'm just saying sometimes it's, it's like, you look, if you pay attention well, what goes on by life, you could be all feeling the awe how sometimes things does not make sense, how things, who you met and what you did in the connections. This is true, every object, that's why certain people like sweetness, certain people like sour. There's a reason why our taste buds are different, our, our style is different, because this is supposed to be for you. You, 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 what this is supposed to be. And he says, very often the object is with you, and you, you are marshalling the, the, the thing that needs to, you, yeah, you're living in this apartment, now Hashem says, you know, you gotta move. And for every reason, and whatever. So a person, because every one of us here is, is called the Sod HaGilgal. I'm sure you heard this expression. We are not, this is not the first time here. I always tell people that, uh, you know, like Shulchan Aruch says, we are not so efficient. That's where certain things we have to be machmer. We live on Chumras. That was when I was young, I was always wondering, why are we not so efficient? We landed on the moon. They didn't land on the moon. Why are we not so efficient? And the truth is, you know why we're not efficient? I messed up not to come down to fix it. You know, we all sort of given another chance to fix ourselves. Don't, get, don't let this get you depressed. Just uh, take advantage of it. We are here. This is our opportunity. And Hashem sends us down here and with a new experience and to be full ourselves and to get the shlemus. And every person, they struggle. It could be for one person, it's a struggle, other person's not. The one who struggles, that is his ticking. Certain people struggle, let's say, with happiness are a lot worse than others. Certain people struggle just to daven every day. Certain people, that's the least problem. It has no problem. Every, that's because every person has a different type what they have to fix in this world. This is your struggle, this is not his struggle. And not. So every, what he's saying, the person should uh, uh, remember that the Rebunshim sends things to you. Now when those things happen, it's very interesting, he says, that is mashlim yonashoma. Yonashoma gets filled up. But uh, sitting, I have to sit in this table, you know, 
the Rizal would have been here, or the great Sadiq would try to explain why I have to sit here one hour a week at this table. You think it's coincidence, this table? This table is no coincidence. This table could have been any of the eight tables over here. It has to be this table. It has to be this mic. It has to be in this room. There's a reason for all this. And he says, that's mashlim a person. That's why there's no need to look for the things that are meant for you to be will become yours. And, uh, you know, it, from the shidduch to the panosa and to, the, to, to whatever, if it's meant to be, it will become yours. And a person just, we have to do our shtadlis. And then he says a very interesting thing. You know, the ikka, what he wants to bring about this also is not to be doichik is a sure. If you look at the last line, page 465, in English it says, therefore a person should never force any matter or be overly insistent about selling or buying a thing precisely when he wishes. You know, sometimes we beget so like, you know, I gotta do it. You gotta let the time, let, you know, you can't be, it's called doichik esasho in Hebrew. I mean, don't never force any matter. It's never, in life, it's never good to force any matter. You try, it doesn't go, you try again. It's gonna be tried again. I never, never. This is an important thing because sometimes we like to be controlling. We humans are that way, you know. We like to be controlling our spouse and the children and whatever. You never push, you know, it has to be. We gotta get rid of this. It doesn't go. Be patient, it will happen, it will come the right time. You don't have the money now, wait. You know, often people like get into debt and get into problems because they need it now. You could wait, and it's not the end of the world. You wait a little while until you get it what you need. This is very, very important. It helps, this is connected to the part that a person should be, his stopkos, should be happy what he has and what he does. And then it explains that when a person also does business, you know, business in Hebrew is called masa maton. Masa means carrying, mata means to give. I don't know in Hebrew, business is called masa matan. Masa means to carry and to give. When you do business with someone, we, it doesn't make a difference if you're selling someone, you're servicing someone, helping someone uh, write, your writer, your lawyer, your whatever you help a person anyway, and there's business being done over here, it is there is a giving and a taking. The two people get connected. Especially the Jewish people, there's a connection over there. And the massa matter that people get connected has also in spirituality a very powerful thing. Why you have to come to this person. Like you know, why you have to use that doctor, why you have to use that grocery store. Everything, there's a reason. You know, this is very important to understand that everything, that's why you walk around life, I tell myself, whatever happens, happens. There's no way I could figure out what I need. The Hamas Hashem takes care of me. Like, you know, if I, you know, this jacket I bought, so I go buying a jacket, it's no problem. I tell my wife, they all look the same. No, my wife is, uh, it's gotta be this, and gotta be this. We men, you know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's the Hamas, the Rabbani Shalom. I always say, people, the Rabbani Shalom, this is how it is. This is what Hashem wants. If you live this way, 
you live such a more calm life. There's so much deeper satisfaction. Because life, there is, truthfully, this gashmius is never going to make you happy. But we need it. You need, you need the chair, and need the table, and you need a, a bed, and you need a house, and you need light. But there's many things we need. Then if you, it's not exactly the light that you want, or the bulb, but it's not, you can drive yourself insane. When a person is like, says, this is, let's be shit, if I don't have it now, I don't have this, you know, this has not been taken care, I'll take care of it later. Do, not to push, you develop a self-happiness, contentness, and it makes you even closer to Hashem. And it, it really is, you know, because when you're really happy, I want you to hear this again, if you're really happy what you have, you really have it. If you're happy with, with, from, from your spouse, from your house, and from your chair, from your car, you know, you could drive, who knows about a car, and you always look, well, I don't drive that type of a car yet. I always tell people, when you drive down the block, where does your mind wander? Sometimes it wanders, when am I going to drive such a car? Or when am I going to live in that block? Whenever that thought comes to me, I tell myself, I am not happy. If you're truly happy, who cares what you drive? It means there's unhappiness right there. doesn't mean you cannot, if you could afford not to get a, a, a car that's maybe more safety and more comfortable and more. But, but it's, if that preoccupies, that means I tell myself that I'm not happy today. If I'll be happy, then I, why, why do I, why do I care about the, the drive? This is what Hashem made. See, that is, gets connected to your faith. Because the more you faith you have, you have to tell yourself, I have what Hashem wants me to have. This is very, very important. Because part of us has to, has to go out and make a living. We have to be competitive. We have to do what we need to do. And the same amount of time you have to say, it's, we have to be happy what we have. It's like, like being selfish. You have to be selfish. Meaning you have to, the foremost first thing you always think is about yourself. Trying to teach my children when they're growing up, I always tell them, you know you always think about yourselves. No, Abba, I don't think. I, when you look at the picture, we tell them, well, who do you look at the picture first who came out the family photo? Yourself. We always think about ourselves. It's obvious. That's, that's normal. That's what it is all about. The question is, a person has to teach himself to now look out for others. You know, not always what I can do for myself, what can I do for my spouse? Or what can I do for my children? What can I do for, the, for Hashem? That's slowly. Same way a person has to develop and say, this is what I have, this is what this, I must be happy. And because the happier you are, then much, everything goes easy. Your davening is better, your shalom bias is better. If a person is not busy always what other people have, you're so much content with yourself. It's so much easier. I have any question before I go on? Yes. Yes. No, you want to? What did you say? They're also unhappy. And I find that, I find, you know, when I first came to live in the community, 
and uh, the members of my shoe were worth not a small amount of money. They were worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And, uh, you know, I grew up in not a wealthy home at all. And I was lucky to have a father who was always happy. And I didn't understand why these people are not happy. They could retire and live of the interest and the interest of the interest. So why don't they walk around smiling? So when it hit me when I was young, I came here quite young, it hit me that has nothing to do. If you don't make yourself happy and say, this is what I have and this is what Hashem gave me, you're never going to be happy. See, we don't have that. And we tell us that if we would have that, oh, we'll be so happy. They also thought about it before they got it. All of these people were Holocaust survivors who came with penniless to America. One of them told me when he landed in America, someone gave him one dollar. Okay, I grant you 60 years of one dollar that bought you more than today. It's all he had, one dollar to his name. Because the, if you're not happy, if you don't make yourself happy, and you don't work on it, you're, never, you're not going to enjoy what you have. And these people don't enjoy it. <clears throat> the Ram Nachman goes on. <clears throat> He says a very, very interesting thing. He talks about till now to be self-happiness, content. He says when a person is jealous, the, uh, you see, jealousy is part of life. Just like being selfish, I don't think there's very few people I could say who are not jealous. We all a little bit jealous. So there are people blessed who are very little jealous because part of life is like, you know, I, I don't know. We all want to at least look like the other person. You know, there's a famous medrash. It wouldn't be for competition, a little bit jealousy. We would walk around just barely what we need to. You know, we, we, we walk around a shirt that's 30 years old. What's wrong with having a shirt that's 30 years old? Well, uh, you know, we are, there's a part of us that jealousy needs just to keep us going. But when a person has... Yeah, this is what he says. When a person is jealous, and I want to quote in English, he says, having over-critical or jealous way of looking at other people, and over-jealous. See, a person could be envious. When a person is over-jealous, he creates an iron horror. And it's it, the iron harder destroys themselves more than destroys the others. You you create an iron harder, and the iron harder will destroy you much quicker than it will destroy someone else. The person who is jealousy means he's over. In, in English, he, he translated, he says overly critical or jealous. When there's over critical, it's a page. 467, and number seven. If you look at the words, it's overly critical and jealous. You create an iron hotter, and that iron hotter could hurt other people, but it hurts you much more. And the greatest hurt that hurts you, Ram Nachman explains over here, is you forget what life is all about. You ever notice jealous people? are so focused, nothing to do with life. They don't care about the wife and the children, just jealous what other person has, jealous, jealous. That person has a better children, better car, better wife, better house, better this, better this. They don't talk about it, but that's why they're preoccupied. They're so preoccupied, obsessed with it. And literally, they forget what life is all about. 
And they're the opposite of being self-content. So the ayin hara, we'll get to it next week, much more detailed, that explains when you are very jealous, it hurts you more than it hurt another person. Ayin hara could hurt people. We'll get to it next week, I'll explain this in more detail. But it hurts you a lot more. And the first thing that hurts you, you forget yourself what this is all about. I watch sometimes people who when they have this abnormal jealousy of others, they don't have shalom bias. And you tell them you're jealous, they, they're not me talking about jealous. My spouse is not good, I'm not jealous. You know, they don't even realize that, that, that the, the unhappiness that stems is just jealous about other, other people's properties and unhappy and is just obsessed with this. It literally destroyed. Now, of course, there's levels and levels of levels. The less you are jealous, the less it's destructive. Because there's people that do. It is not easy. It's something people have to work. Now, certain people are blessed. You know, I, I've watched my own children. Certain are blessed. They don't have this. And certain are like, you know, the, the, they really work on this. We all are born differently. Any other question? Yes. It, it no. The iron harder what he has will hurt other people, but developing such an iron harder will destroy him first. A person who has iron harder, person who is very jealous has an iron harder. That iron harder could hurt other people. But the first and foremost will hurt is themselves. Because it literally rips life out of you. What, what? Don't behave. It's just, it, no, no. Just themselves are so unhappy, it will destroy themselves. I, I know it's, it's like, Sachmud is different. I will explain. Not to be jealous, but Sachma doesn't mean jealous. Sachma means I want it. That's a, a mis, mis, uh, mis uh, interpreter. But I believe the next week I will explain to you great length about the difference. Yeah. You can't get to that world unless you pass the. What is important? The plane? You go on a ride. Is important? The plane ride is important, or we get into the wedding is important? You're traveling to New York, a wedding, went to Etsasoto, a wedding. Is the plane ride so important, or the, the wedding is important? We are on the plane ride right now. The wedding will be after we pass. That's, over. That's how we have to look at life. Okay.
It's not just because you think you choose Rabbi Tauber come to give classes. Uh-uh. Do, do you know what I'm saying? No, you don't know. You hear. You, you know. You're spiritual. You know what it is. It's all purpose. Yeah, this is why I 
destroys his parasha. Yeah, It's in this one.